another episode of Bikes, Burgers, Beers. This is episode 18, and I'm Big Steph, your host. Today, I'm talking about the motorcycle community here in Australia, and as vast and yet close-knit as it is, we're all really just mates that haven't met yet. And, you know, that goes without saying that we often have a little bit of friendly rivalry between each other, but deep down, we all share the road, We all share the wind in our face and the bugs in our teeth. So, on the rare occasion when you do meet another motorcyclist, uh, sometimes they can feel like an old friend. And Big Bert from Tasmania, who we have on the show today, feels like one of those old mates. I don't know, maybe it's the beard, maybe it's the love of beers, maybe it's that he enjoys burnout competitions and records them and chucks them up on his YouTube channel. But, you know... Deep down, I reckon Big Bert is a big-hearted man who will treat you like a brother or sister. So folks, crack open a cold snack, sit back, and enjoy our interview with Big Bert. Yeah, I'll try and be on my best behaviour. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's none of that. There's none of that. We, don't, we don't want that kind of thing around here. No, I, just, I mentioned one of my mates today that I was doing a podcast. He said, make sure you slip them beers in and let them know how long, how many beer podcast it was. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to do a beer count just for this episode. Maybe I should go That's crack it. one as well. Go and, get, go and grab one, mate. Go and grab one. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Not a worry. Ah, there we go. And since the listeners can't see anything, I'll just get them to hear it. That's it. Perfect. <laughs> Mm-mm. Oh, where, where did motorcycling all start for you? You know, was it uh, just a spur of the moment thing, or does it go way back to your childhood? Um, there was a bit of a, a bit of a divide in the middle. So I, I don't know where to start the story. When I was <laughs> when I was younger, I used to. I got a cousin that used to. Parents had a farm, and he used to come and board in with us. Um, and my dad owned a service station. Uh, most of my life um, and he my cousin had come in and stay with us during the week and then I'd go to the farm on the weekend and because he got a motorbike for Christmas in our mid-teens I guess it was um, or a mini bike and um, so it followed the suit that um, I'd get a mini bike out at the farm and we tore about I had a little step through Kawasaki 75 um, I looked like a greyhound on a golf ball, even back in them days, riding that. <laughs> and it got to the point where I just got too big for it and I had to buy it. And then I ended up buying another Kawasaki. I got on the wagon and I, um, which Bolt Bucket will be really happy to hear. And I had a KE175 and I used to tear around in the bush on that road bike and give it all hell. Um, and then I, as I got older, I moved up onto a, um, a TT250 four-stroke. Nice. And I even used to throw that thing around up around the paddocks and in the bush up and around the, the foothills of Ben Lomond where the farm was here in Tassie. Um, and then life progressed and you get a bit older and uh, I got married and brought a house so the bikes sort of dissipated away. Um, and then I had a got really sick and uh, oh, really sick. I actually had a, a brain embolism and died oh, no. at work one night and um, nice. the guys revived me on the control room floor. Wow. And while I was recovering in hospital, one of the nurses that um, was looking after me 
told me to get a list together because there's not many people survive what I just survived. So it was basically a brain embolism. Yeah, wow. And um, and they found me dead on the control room floor. Jeez. At work. So um, they rushed me through to Hobart um, and they put me up in the hospital there and did all the tests and uh, and discovered what was going on and managed to sort me out. And while I was riding that list down, Brilliant. Um, getting back on the bike was something that I was pretty keen to do. So... Um, it took me about 12 months to recover and then um, a little bit later on and then I sort of I got my license and I and I got my license on a little um, Suzuki 250 intruder mm-hmm. again same deal great big tall bloke on this tiny little motorcycle and <laughs> I don't know just you just you just can't buy motorcycles for big guys so I just did That's what I true. needed to do to get yeah. get my ticket <laughs> and I took squirt. My daughter, she was only little, little then. I took her down. There was a national hog rally here in Tassie. And I took her down to that. We stood on the side of the road and watched about four or 500 Harley Davisons go riding by. And I went, I want a piece of that. Yeah. And basically I went home, had a chat with the partner and said, you know, I'm pretty keen. Mm. Um, and then about oh, probably about three months later, I sort of managed, worked out my finances, had a rough idea what I could spend. Been up to Richardson's Harley Davison, who's the local dealer here, and had a look around, but there wasn't sort of anything there that caught my eye. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my partner went to a garage sale, and the bloke at the garage sale had one tucked under a sheet in the corner of the garage. And right. she asked him what it was, and he pulled the top off it, and it was a yeah, 2006 Super Glide. He brought it off a bloke that had brought it, and he couldn't ride it because of his arthritis, so it had done no miles. And then he'd brought it to run backwards and forwards at Deloraine, but then there was that much game on the road that he wouldn't. He was too scared to ride it too. Yeah. So here's this bike, um, about eight years old, and had done no work. Um, so I I brought that. I actually snuck home with it before I even got my license because it was only about five k's from home because I wasn't pushing the damn thing. It was too heavy. So I rode it <laughs> and, it, and it sat in the shed and drove me mad for a month or so until I, I officially got my license, um, my full license down here. So that was a, a was metallic uh, silver and so it was called silver. Um, and I did all the extensions on that. I put the bars, I put the seat, I put the foot pegs on it. Um, the foot pegs were that far forward that my front wheel all but got caught. My feet all but oh. got caught in the front wheel, oh, and I nearly geez. nearly laid on it. It was really oh. quite comfortable. <laughs> um, and progressed from there. I did a couple of interstate trips with mates. Uh, we went to South Australia to a rally at Wapiree, um, and then we rode up to Brizzy and did another rally up on the um, Tambourine Mountains oh, on this on this super glide and. It just smashed the shit out of me every the end of every day. I was just exhausted from getting belted by the wind. Yeah. Um, so I got home from that, and then I brought the ride that I've got now, my um, street ride. And um, I haven't been back to the Big Island since with all the COVID stuff that's going on. So I've got it modified as much as I can. I'd still like to put a, a longer seat in it, give me that little bit more leg room. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, it's where I'm at today. Ah, fair enough. Well, we'll talk about some of the mods and things you've done on that because uh, I know you've documented some of it on YouTube as well and I've, I've watched a few episodes of that. But um, mm-hmm. I, I just kind of wanted to, to quickly uh, ask you to share with the listeners because obviously they can't see you, but when, when they look at your YouTube channel, they'll probably realise you're a really tall person. 
Uh, do you mind sharing how tall you are? Uh, I'm just over two metres tall. I'm six foot seven in the old scale. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you're listening and you're wondering why his feet got caught in the front wheel, it's... <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a pretty good reason, you know. It wasn't yeah. wasn't there for stupidity. <laughs> no, no. And the guys up at the workshop could never test ride my bike, so they'd service it and then get me to go for a ride and bring it back because none of them were tall enough to reach the pegs. <laughs> Couldn't reach the pegs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's gold. That's gold. So with with uh, the you got the street glide now. You said. Yep. What what sort of what sort of work have you done to that uh, apart from obvious cosmetic modifications to allow you to comfortably ride it for your height? Uh, what, what are some of the things you, you've done to it? <clears throat> I haven't had to do that much to it because it comes with cams um, and the pipes and everything on it. Not so great. I've basically just just made it um, long proof, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Um, I've put um, the new headlights and indicators back and front um, and it's got the old style brake light tail light uh, that's got the light in the in the guard as well so i left that because i reckon that looks really cool mm. and i didn't want to didn't want to play with that yeah, um, nice. i put some hand guards on it i've put an extended screen on it i'll put the ape hangers on it it's just all all in the name of comfort realistically yeah. the the handlebars were the big game changer for me the I, I still don't understand the difference that that makes by lifting your arms up in the air, what difference that makes to your comfort on the bike. It's, it's, it's an absolute, uh, absolute game changer. And in one of your recent videos, you fitted a uh, tyre pressure monitoring system on there too. Yes, that's right. Big tall bloke like me crawling around on the blue metal driveway every day before you went for a ride, I thought... I'm getting too old for this shit now. Um, so just talking to people, uh, somebody recommended them. Actually, a bloke, um, Russ from Kimmy Russ Adventures, another YouTube channel down here in Tassie, um, he recommended them. Um, and I actually I actually sat and watched him on my phone one day on uh, YouTube, him and um, Kimmy trying to get home. Uh, they put a plug in the tyre of their bike um, and it wasn't holding and I was watching them on on Facebook on their travels to get home, watching this gauge and it had alarm. They set it side of the alarm before it got dangerous and then they'd pull up and reinflate the tyre and got all the way from the east coast, nearly right. all the way to the west coast because they live up at Wynyard. And I thought, well, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, it's got to be easy to pull my phone out of my pocket and check my tyre pressures and crawl around all over the driveway. Yeah, absolutely. Pre-ride. Absolutely, man. Mm. Yeah, what I liked about that video was, you, you know, you kind of showed – the, the pros and cons of having the system and even just the installation, you know, warts and all, having the uh, challenge of getting it to finally Bluetooth and connect with your phone and all of that. So, you know, and, and I think most people can agree a good, honest review slash opinion or experience of a product is way better than, than just, you know, taking taking a word, you know, taking the word of a online review or something like that. So that, that really appealed to me. I enjoyed that video. Yeah, I'll trust me, mate. Every time, every time I do anything electronic, I screw it up. So it's just—it's a given <laughs> that that was going to go that way. It was—it was a, was a two-minute job, and it took me what an hour and a bit. It was ridiculous. It was oh, absolutely look, ridiculous. I'm, I'm very familiar with two-minute jobs taking more like two hours. Trust me on that one. <laughs> I replaced. I helped my mate the other day on his CBR 1100 XX Blackbird he just bought. 
and he's he's just you know gone on this. He's he's only a new rider. He only got his full license about a year ago, and and you know he, we were talking about Hayabusa's and all all of the the fast bikes of the early two thousands or late nineties. And anyway, he bought himself a CBR eleven hundred XX, and um, it had a, a leak in one of the fork seals. So I went to replace it, and you know it turned into a can of worms. So this this job that normally takes me about 45 minutes to do per fork leg and that's just taking it easy with a with a couple of tinnies it took all day you know it's a yeah. <laughs> and so that, that's not even electronic you know forget about nice. electronic i when i buy electronic stuff i don't go for the whiz bang stuff i go for what is the most simple to use <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what I thought with these five <laughs> taps. How hard can they be? Screw Never the tap the on, Bluetooth it to your phone. Like, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, always the way, mate, always the way. But then you turn the camera on and anybody that's ever done a review or done a done a fit up, <laughs> I mean, it's like taking a camera fishing. You aren't catching any fish if you've got a camera running. That's nah. just it's Murphy's Law every time. <laughs> Well, I, I just did this review on the uh, Johnny Reb helmet and, you know, in the bloopers, I, I left it in the bloopers. I, I waited, I, I put it in the end, but basically I'd watched the YouTube videos of other people reviewing this helmet and every single one of them had an issue with putting the front chin guard back on. And I, I didn't. I, when I got the helmet, I put it on, I took the chin guard off, I put it back on. I was like, oh, no, I don't know what they're talking about. This is easy. Done it a hundred times, no problem. Camera's on. I'm doing a review for Johnny Reb, and sure enough, the the bloody thing gets stuck. Doesn't come off. Doesn't go back on. You know, <laughs> every time, mate. Every that time. That camera's on, mate. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's just an unwritten rule. It's just an unwritten rule. Oh, classic. So, with your YouTube channel, uh, how did you go about starting up something like that? Was it all just by accident, or did you have any sort of pu- uh, purpose behind it? Well, I um, I used to take a GoPro fishing with me. I had an old GoPro 4 black okay. um, and I bolted it onto the handlebars of my bike. I think it's still on, on my YouTube and it and it rattled and vibrated that bad. It had the, like that wavy look through it Oh yeah, because it didn't have any of the stabilisation or anything like that in it. Anyway, yeah. I went on the, the local dealership. Uh, it was one of his birthday rides, and we rode from Campbelltown back to, to Lonnie, and I did a three-part series to music. I didn't have any sound or anything like that, and, and I'd actually thought I'd invented moto vlogging. I thought, I've never seen this. I've never seen a camera on a bike. This is the go. Um, and then I jumped on the internet and started doing some research and um, found Adam Sandoval yep. in America. And so I, I think... We had a wet weekend. I think I watched anything that he'd ever produced on um, on YouTube and Facebook. Yep. And um, and then I, he did an interview with Blockhead back before Blockhead was big, big. Yeah. And Blockhead actually helped him set up the microphone in his helmet because he wasn't. He was just filming uh, mm-hmm. and commentating. Yeah. Um, and then that's when he started um, talking in the helmet. So I followed suit. Um, and then I ended up getting a five black. Um, so I had the two, and then I got sick of the waves in the in the four. So then I got a seven. Yeah. And just about to release to the channel uh, the big new ten. Ah, oh, lovely. 
So well, your, the um, video will yeah. probably come out before this interview does. So, well, the, yeah. the, the video's done in the computer. I just need to find some bloody time to sit, to sit down and edit it. <laughs> and I hope my hope my little computer can drive the four K because I'm a bit concerned about it. I only use a little tablet to do it. So, oh, okay, I may be way outside my league, but anyway, we'll have a crack at it and see yeah. what we can do. One of the things I do with high-definition video, especially 4K, because I've got the GoPro Hero, Hero 4, which is mounted to my helmet. Uh, I've actually just bought a Hero 7 that's that's supposed to arrive in the mail any day now. But um, they both do 4K. What I found is if if your software can do it, make sure you have a look through the settings because you can set it so in editing mode while you're playing around chopping and changing you can set the resolution lower but purely just for editing so when it comes to yep. rendering the file and finishing it off it'll do it at 4k or 1080p or whatever you decide mm -hmm. but uh, but in the editing process because i've i use my laptop and it's it's like a, a i think i even yesterday my partner said to me you know that laptop's like 13 years old you know how's it coping and i said well it, it's not but a workaround I've done is I've set the editing video in edit mode to like 420. So really low resolution and it looks horrible. And the first time I did it, I was like, oh, I hope this turns out all right. But when I when I finished editing the video and, and I um, uh, rendered it before I uploaded it to YouTube, I looked at it and it was like, oh, no, it's at 4K. It's fine. So... Oh, nice. So if you, if your software that you're using to edit videos has that feature, definitely go with it because it does make it better. And then you're not getting this video going, ah, oh, we, it, ah, you know, you're not getting all of that stuff and it's like, I can't edit this. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's hard to do when it's like that. It's hard oh, enough it's to do shocker. when it's running proper. Yeah, that's right. Because mm, it is a lot of hard sure. work, isn't it? I, I know... Uh, talking to it Iron is. Dundee a few weeks back, and he, he was in the uh, episode a little while ago. He speaks about, you know, wanting to... He, he got his bike and he wanted to, you know, do videos and vlogging and get on YouTube. He's like, oh, this is easy. You know, you just strap the camera onto your helmet, off you go, you know, record it, get it home, you know. And it's like, no, hang on a sec. I've got to do all this stuff and find soundtracks yeah. and an intro and blah, 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 and talk about something interesting because people don't want to hear me just gibbering on about nothing, you know. And uh, yeah, it's all, filming's easy. The filming part's the easy part. Yeah, you just press record and ride. You know, in a yeah, way. That's it. But uh, but everything else after that is the other ninety percent of the hard work. So. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Don't be fooled, people. Do not be fooled. Oh no! But definitely be encouraged. It is worth it. You know, if you if oh, you're into sure. it, it's a bit for of fun. Sure. And uh, yeah, well, no, I I absolutely love it. The rewards yeah. are there if you put the work in. It's, it's nice to sit back and see what you manage to do, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, create a fan base and have other friends and, and people that are, uh, are watching the show and, and, you know, subscribing and they come back and they comment on it and watch every episode. It, I think yep. it builds a nice little small community of like-minded people. So, yeah. Oh, it does for sure. I've yeah. got lots of friends and what I call friends all around Australia and, and around the world now mm. just from talking into a microphone in my helmet it's nuts yeah, really it is it really think is. about it yeah uh, absolutely keep, keep telling the kids not to talk to strangers on the internet and look <laughs> at us <laughs> <laughs> oh, not yeah, setting that's... a great example but no, you know. not really <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic 
So what what future plans have you got for your channel? Do you mind sharing something with uh, our listeners here? That Are there any secrets you can share with us and let us know what's coming up next? Well, I just want to continue to, to grow it as much as I can. I've, I tried to do the video a week and I work full time. Yeah. I'm a basketball coach. I'm a dad with a teenage daughter that plays every living sport of a nameable, um, and I just don't have the time to do it. So I'm trying to do two a month. So I always put something out on the first of the month, and then the fifteenth or the sixteenth, whatever the middle day of the month is. Yeah. Um, I try and drop another video out there. Um, do have plans to do another um, trip around Tassie in February with um, the same group of cronies that we did last year. Oh, fantastic. Um, we we did a ride on Sunday. One of the guys said, oh, I need some ginger beer. So instead of just going to the bottle shop and buying it, we went to the source, which is down on the east coast where they actually make, make it. So we mm-hmm. went to the brewery itself. So we managed to squeeze a ride and some lunch out down there. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, just trying to get time to get out on the bike, continue to make some videos, um, trying to get more bike-related content. It's been really tough with the mm. weather and stuff down here. So we do – I've got a family. We can't sit around, work all week. So we'll jump in the car and we'll go to waterfalls and we'll do this and we'll do that. So I've just been taking a camera. Tassie's a beautiful place. Absolutely. I don't think it matters whether I arrive there on a bike or arrive in a car or walk there. I'm always going to get some good footage to show. Absolutely. So I don't, um, I, I don't pick bones that I'm not not going to video something just because I didn't turn up there on my motorcycle. It's just nuts. <laughs> nah. And agree. and being Tassie, there's a lot of roads here. You just I ain't taking my bike on them. Uh, I'm not sure even the million dollar bogan would get his bike up some of the roads where you go into it, where I get the car to go um, into the waterfalls. So he might try though. Yeah, well he might. He may well try. That's probably all the bits and pieces I see laying up the side of the road off his bike. Yeah. Uh, he's a good dude. I, I met him a little while ago when he was doing his ride up to Cameron's Corner. I actually uh, I made a, a ten second appearance on one of his videos and. Um, yeah, he, he he was up here in the Blue Mountains trying to find somewhere to camp and gave him a okay. bit of advice. But uh, yeah, good good guy, yeah. like good guy when you meet him, you know. He's, I but, met um, him. He was here in Tassie, and I met him here. and We had a bit of a chat. He jumped up on my bike and told me that he reckoned he could ride it, but I told him he wasn't riding it because I've seen how he rides. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. and Parry, well, Parry's a local legend here in Tassie, so yeah, I'm quite often run into Parry up at the shop and about the traps. Oh right, nice one. Mm. Yeah, oh, nice one. Yeah, I'm not sure. And he is he is exactly like he is on the show too. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> met is, him yet. So I'll take, yeah, I was going to say I haven't <laughs> met him yet, but I'll take your word on that, and uh, maybe I maybe I won't meet him. <laughs> no, he's a good but, guy. Uh, no, he's I'm a good sure, guy. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. If you're listening, Parry, I apologise, mate. I'm sure you're a lovely fella. <laughs> But yeah, but da- Danny probably wouldn't even be able to reach the handlebars or the footbags on your bike. Oh, he, got, he jumped up on it. He was pretty forward on the seat. I think I put a, a picture of him on my Instagram post with him sitting up on it. And he, he went, oh, I can ride this, oh, I can ride this. Went, no, you're not riding it, Danny. <laughs> I've seen where you take your bike, mate. I'm not riding. I'm not letting yeah. you ride that. <laughs> and it's and it's funny. I did did a video on meeting him and I and I kind of bagged him all the way through it and, he, and not, not even expected him to give it me announce the notice or, or even watch the video and he was the first person to comment on it so <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on him yeah no he's a good guy 
Yeah, so talk, talking about, you know, uh, traveling places around Tasmania. I mean, I, I, I love Tassie. I've been there about six times in the last 10 years, I reckon. And every single time I've gone somewhere else, I've looked at, you know, some other place and uh, always, you know, obviously there's the main main road that takes you around the place, but um, I'm, I'm always discovering something new. It's a beautiful place. So I'm sure you're, you're never going to run out of material as far as traveling to somewhere picturesque and having a, having a look. So... Yeah. No, absolutely not. And there's a lot of places that I've been to as a kid that I haven't been back to for years and years. And it's given, having the cameras given me the opportunity to grab squirt and revisit those places. A lot of them aren't what I remember them. Um, yeah, they never are. And you- All righty, folks. We're just going to take a short break to hear from our show sponsors. Stay tuned for more. Mate, what's that? What? That helmet. Those gloves. They're boots. Did you grab them from the garbage bin? No, I've been wearing them for decades. D- decades? Come on, mate. You need to go to johnnyreb.com.au and get yourself some new gear. They're giving our listeners 15% discount using the code BIKES15. B-I-K-E-S-1-5. No spaces. Use it at the checkout and grab yourself some new gear. Get yourself a new helmet. Get yourself some new gloves. Maybe a jacket, pants, boots, and there's heaps more on the website. You're joking. I'm as serious as their gear. And with the 15% off discount, you've got it made. Can I use it with any other code? Nah, don't be scummy, mate. They're giving you a free hot chip and you want the whole bag? Yeah, righto. Head over to johnnyreb.com.au for your 15% off discount using the code BIKES15. johnnyreb.com.au Nice one. Are you thirsty? Mouth drier than the Nullarbor on Christmas Day? Need something to put the fire out? Well, head on over to willytheboatman.com and grab yourself a slab of Sydney's finest little brewery's sweet, golden, refreshing cold snack. My favourite is the Nectar of the Hops. How can you enjoy the refreshing beers, you ask? Jump over to the website because Willie is offering you beautiful listeners a huge 20% discount off any purchase off their website. Yep, 20% off for beer that's delivered right to your door. All you got to do is enter the code hashtag BikesBurgersBeers at checkout. No spaces. I'll put it in the show notes below. That's hashtag BikesBurgersBeers for a massive 20% discount. I'm going to crack one of the delicious ales open right now. Ah, Willie the Boatman, I ain't thirsty no more. You can't get lost in Tassie. You're, you're only ever two hours away from a coastline, so, you know, you just point the car or bike or, <laughs> and away you go. Yeah, absolutely, man. I remember one of the one of the trips I did to Tassie, it might have been the second time I, I'd gone, and, um, geez, I, I wish I remember where I was because I, I'm happy to say I was actually lost. And, and, you know, you said you can't get lost in Tassie, but I did find a dirt road and I was traveling along it for about 20 kilometers, didn't know where it was going to end up. I ended up crossing this pretty rickety wooden bridge where my, my partner, my ex-wife who was with me at the time, she, she was like, you're not going over that. And I said, oh, come on, you only live once, let's do it. And the car stalled right on the bridge. And there was these overhead power lines just over over the bridge as well and i think it might have interfered with the um uh what do you call it the immobilizer and couldn't get the car started anyway finally got it going 
And she said, right, you know, turn around, we're going back, get on the main road where, you know, I don't want to be lost out here in the middle of nowhere. And I said, no, no, let's keep going. And we kept going. And then five k's down the road, we got to this dead end. And this, this is about nine o'clock in the morning. It was still foggy. It was winter. And this, this old lady came out and I put my window down and I, I said, oh, hey, how's it going? I said, look, I didn't realize this was private property. She said, no, it's okay. It's not marked or anything. I said, well, look, I'll chuck a Yui and I won't bother you. And she said, no, it's all good. Do you want to, do you want to come in and have a cup of tea? And I said, oh, okay. So, you know, and meanwhile, my ex-wife was like, don't, don't do that. You know, like she was really sort of, don't bother people. And anyway, I had this, had this cup of tea with this woman and she showed me this shed that she's got and it was full of all these preserves and jams. And I didn't realize she has an orchard behind her property and she sells all these jams and conserves and everything. And it was great. We ended up taking a whole box of them with us, you know, back home and, and uh, Tassie always makes me feel like I'm on a real adventure when I do things like that. Like, I mean, I, you know, that can happen anywhere, but I always remember those memories the most. And Tassie, when I think of Tassie, that's the first memory I have. And, and it's the one that always sticks in my head. It was just a, yep. a shame I had some bad company with me at the time. <laughs> and, there's, and there's little dead-end roads like that all over the state. And they're not that far away because it's not that big a place. No, and, and really, like, it was a 20K drive, so it wasn't that big a deal. But at the time when you you know your car's stalling and you can't get it started and you're stuck on this bridge that's about to fall apart, it, it was, <laughs> <laughs> and you got a nagging ex-wife, you know. Well, yeah, that'll do it. That's probably why the car stopped. Hoping it would fall in. The card had enough. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she's a lovely partner to someone these days. But anyway. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. So so future plans: more more traveling with with or without the bike. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh. Hopefully, some main some mainland trips. We had organised a couple, but because they've all fallen through, yeah. um, I'm still hoping to do the fourth of December. But the closer it gets, the worse that's looking. Because I think I think I could get up there, but I don't think they'd let me come back home. Um, right. I don't particularly want to spend Christmas in ISO. No, definitely um, not. So yeah, I'm just watching it, watching it, and I'll make a last minute decision. If and when that happens, yeah, well, it'll be it'll so, be great yeah. to see you up there if you can make it, mate. But you know, obviously, all of us understand that you can't. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, keen keen as mustard, and yeah. if I can't come this time, as soon as things are open, I'll be there. I'll I'll get on the organising committee. I can't wait to meet some of you guys face to face. I I get messages every other day. Come to Tassie. Come to Tassie. I'm going to need <laughs> to take twelve months off work to. Tool people around everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's that, that's definitely no surprise there. You'll have to see if you've got any long service leave or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure my family will be too happy that I'm not wasting it. On, or I'm not wasting. It. I'm spending it all with all my bikey mates. And... <laughs> uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, there's always compromises, isn't there? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Mm. We'll work something out. It'd be great if we could get us all to come down together. Oh, if that would be put, amazing. Uh, yeah, we could put a bit of a, a bit of a uh, lap lap around the state together and um, have a good old game everyone together. I reckon we'd be... have a few laughs and a few beers doing something like that. I reckon we would. Yeah, I reckon. Sounds like a plan. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Twenty 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 three. Game on. Because <laughs> by the sounds of it, the way the way I sort of read what Chris had written, who organised the event, 
she wants to sort of have it as a little bit of a you know traveling circus so every year it's somewhere different which is awesome i think because if um if someone misses out then they might have a better chance of next year or uh other you know other best case scenario is uh you know if you want to come again or anyone like me or you whoever um we get to travel somewhere else you know yeah I, I go to a different a spot yep. yeah i'd organize with a few of the victorian guys to ride up with them if they were going up so we'd sort of you just be meeting people all the time and there'll uh-huh. be new new people that'll come into youtube and They'll come the next year, and yeah, the people yeah. will come and go, and but it'll be yeah. good to to meet everybody face to face instead of just yakking online and sitting down and having to type a conversation. To actually sit around and have a beer and talk to each other. I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot wait to meet everyone. Even even just to sit there and have a beer and listen to other people chatting without mm. having to yep. stare at a computer screen. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I can only imagine how much crap will get spoken if there's enough crap gets typed. It's going to be a good time. You'll be lucky to get a word in, I reckon. The strong, you'll definitely see the strong personalities come out. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm happy to sit no, back absolutely. with a beer and have a listen as yeah. much as possible. <laughs> you and me both, mate. You and me both. <laughs> Cheers to that. All right. So we've um, I'm just um, – I do fly by the seat of my pants, but I do make a little bit of a list. Okay. Are we working through the list or are we still at oh, the beginning? No, nah, no, nah, you know, it, it's pretty loose. One of the questions I like asking people is, what is one of the most memorable rides you've ever done? And it's a really hard question to answer because I can think of 10 and so could everyone else. But is there, is there one particular road that you absolutely love where, you know, it's just picturesque, it's beautiful, and it doesn't have to be a road that's miles and miles away. It could be something, you know, around the corner from your place. Well, there's two, there's two that spring to mind. One of them's quite quite the ride, but the other one's a section of road that runs out of Queenstown back to Hobart called the 99 Bends. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just a great ride. Yeah. And I could just go down there and ride up and down those bends all day. You ride up, looking back down over uh, Queenstown or come back down from Hobart down into Queenstown, and it's yeah. like, the, the side of a mountain and it is it's yeah. it's bendy it's twisty it's switchbacks it's everything a motorcyclist dreams of it is that's a good bit of road mm. um and when we when we rode back from brisbane uh here a few years ago we come back down through the coast um through new south wales victoria coast mm-hmm. and that was just absolutely beautiful yeah and i can't road. wait to travel that road again mm. Yeah, it is State of Lakes right. entrance, and, and it was just, yeah, it was great. We'd, we'd been up there, uh, a big mob of us, and we got back to Lakes entrance and we went to the bottle shop, cooked into the hotel and went to the bottle shop and we found a box of a local Tassie beer, a box of Bogues in there. Lovely. So straight back to the car park, emptied that 30-can box in about an hour between us. We had a great <laughs> afternoon sitting in the sun. <laughs> uh, it sounds like heaven. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Friendships and memories made on that trip, that's for sure. Absolutely. Hang on, Absolutely. we're into another can. Oh, yeah, nice one. I've got a few drops left in this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. So they're, uh, they're, they're the two that stand out to me. Um, yeah. I did the Great Ocean Road when we went to South Australia, but okay. um, we did it in the middle of a thunderstorm. Right. And we got absolutely smashed. As we were riding through, and you could hardly see 
two metres in front of you. So wow. as beautiful as that is, that was horrific. Um, mm. And the people that we went with still, we get about two beers in and someone will say, oh, what about that day we did the Great Ocean Road? It's just a memory that we'll... I've never been so frightened on a motorcycle in all my life and I'd just ridden through the heart of Melbourne from Tassie, like, you know. Yeah. We don't see that type of traffic and that craziness here. No. I've um, seen peak hour traffic thought, in Tassie. Yeah. Yeah, it takes me four minutes to get home instead of three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and um and to ride that road in that rain and that wind and thunder and lightning and that was just absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Jeez, that would have been so. To say that we need to go back and do it again on a sunny day. Absolutely, so, you know, mate. That's for there's sure. always always a plus to it. <laughs> nice one. And so you you mentioned you you're riding in groups a fair bit. Do you prefer riding in groups, or are you more of a solo rider? Um, it doesn't bother me. I, I ride with a group of friends that I've ridden with now for probably about twelve years. So I'm I'm really quite comfortable to ride with them. Um. I'm probably the weak link in the chain. I usually go tail end Charlie because some of them guys are really good riders. Uh, most of the time they ride double up and I don't. Um, my partner has no intentions of getting on the bike and that's fine because the bike's my thing. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm just comfortable riding with them. I know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, you'll see one of my videos, one of the guys is forever dropping his bike and so i'm big strong bloke i get to help him pick it up every time he lays it down um but it's just i i enjoy that and and the camaraderie that goes with when you stop and the overnighters and and the and the taking the piss out of each other and that's just i enjoy that but it doesn't bother me to jump on the bike with the camera and go for a ride on my own either so it's it's a nice mix. Yeah. I do. I do get nervous when I ride, go and do some of the shop rides, and there's po- and the, like the toy run from mm-hmm. Lonnie to Hobart, because um, people on the road that ride their bikes once a year, um, they make me nervous. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I'd prefer to ride with that group and all by myself. And we're, we're talking about your motorbike before. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask about that is. Do you have a dream bike in mind or is what you're riding the end-all be-all or have you got something maybe in the back of your head somewhere that sort of, you know, this that's the next step down the road somewhere? I don't have a bike in particular because I haven't designed it yet, but I'd really like a bike that I could ride for more than two hours and my hips don't feel like they're about to explode. So yeah. if anybody's in the designing game, there you go, there's a challenge. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do intend to have a ride on a road glide. I've never ridden a road glide. Okay. Um, I'm not in the market for a road glide, but I do want to ride one just to see what they're all about. Yeah. I was going to say maybe you should get in touch with Spanner, who was one of the women on wheels that engineers motorcycles for people with um, uh, both minor and major injuries. And, uh, mm. you know, she, she even, I don't know if you've listened to that interview yet or not, but if any of my listeners have, You'll you'll notice a bit there where because we can see each other on camera during our interview, she noticed one of my shoulders was a different different height and different thing to the other one, and she picked that I had an injury straight just by looking at me on straight zoom on. on the camera, you know, yep. and it was, it was yeah it was so that you know that's her field and that's what she does so it might be worth talking to her in Townsville. No, yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure being a freak's an ailment though. 
<laughs> well, it can it can be a number of things, really, can't it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I always I always wanted a Ducati, but I can't I can't get on it. So I was a big big Ducati fan. Yeah, I um I nearly got a Monster Nine Hundred back when they were sort of the the big thing before they went water cooled and you know v4s and everything else but um i i had a big bike accident and left motorcycling for quite some time mostly uh, not by choice because i just had to recover both injury wise and financially and get my life back in order but but a ducati was on the cards however having ridden my mate cbr 1100 blackbird that i just rode you know the foot pegs felt like they were up here near my shoulders and <laughs> <laughs> I sort of, I, I was riding it going, this is nice, but I will never own a sports bike ever because, yeah, I, I'm I'm happy sitting on my Harley and just cruising along and yeah. it's just comfy and not, you know, but then again, saying that, like you said, you know, after two hours, you still start feeling it. So, yeah, I don't think there's there's any anything that's going to be perfectly suitable to ride longer than that. <laughs> I'd rather feel it in my hips than in my forearms, I think. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was definitely <laughs> definitely noticed the uh, forward riding position. That's for sure. Yeah, the eleven hundred is uh, is still quite tame compared to a lot of other Japanese bikes. So, oh, for sure. So yeah, I know that feeling for sure. I'll, I'll stick to the Harley. I think. Absolutely. So on your on some of your rides, have you come across any amazing burger places, or are you even a burger lover? Or I do have a burger every now and then i'm not a i'm yeah. not a big fan of the burgers um but the local um takeaway here uh, up at the old two roundabout prospect fish shop i think it's called they do a really good burger which um squirt and i have irregularly if i'm too slack to cook too when she's got um, music every yeah. other wednesday so if i'm feeling it um, yep, we get a burger from there. Um, and I'd also have to rate the burger that I had on Sunday down at um, White Sands at the um, Iron House Brewery. That uh, was quite a feed. Oh, so lovely. kudos to them. So anybody that's down the East Coast, the Tasmania, call into White Sands and try their burger. Fantastic. Mm. Lovely. What was it about the burger that was so good? Uh, uh, just the... the was just moist and like usually you have a burger and you eat yeah. the burger like all afternoon. I just had it at the table and yeah. it's done. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and for those who criticise, yes, you do have beetroot on your burger. You hear that, Rog? <laughs> yes, Rog. <laughs> so especially for you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh... For, for our listeners that may or may not have heard that episode yet, um, because uh, well, I've actually I'm still editing it as we speak right now. Um, but uh, Rog does not like beetroot on his hamburgers, and he makes a point of it. <laughs> he's not he's not shy to, to bring it up, so that's why I thought I'd just throw that in there and get him on the back foot. Well, I was gonna I was gonna start a controversial uh, topic. Here. How do how do you feel about pineapple on the burgers? Seeing as a lot of people don't seem to like nah. them, burgers. Nah, no pineapple. I don't do pine don't do pineapple. Pineapple's a dessert. <laughs> you do not have it on your pizza. You do not have it in your hamburger. You have it with ice cream. That's fair enough. And uh, spe- speaking of desserts, because um, I love nothing more than just drinking beer after a meal. Do you have a Do you have a favourite beer that you enjoy the most? 
Well, if you've watched any of my videos, you'll know that <laughs> I drink the local uh, James Bogues, and I'm a draft drinker. Yep. Um, a lot of my mates drink the ale, the 3X ale beer, and that gives me an instant headache. I can't even neck a oh. stubby, and it gives me a headache. So oh, there's wow. obviously something in that. Um, but I'll stick to my Bogues draft. Bogues, if you're listening, up for sponsorship, not an issue at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, might have a – I'll send them an email and see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Save your fortune if I could, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but having said that, I'm, I'm becoming very partial to the alcoholic ginger beers. Mm. So I've been, um, I've been sort of working my way around grabbing packs of those, the local ones. There's some really good local ones. Um, and that was the, the, uh, the standard for the ride on Sunday. One of the guys said, oh, well, I need some ginger beer. Yeah. Um, so well, why don't we go for a ride to the source? Let's not go to the bottle shop and get it. Let's ride down to Iron House Brewery and, and buy a box of it from there. So we jumped on the bikes and away we went. Yep, fantastic. Brought a box of it back. I'll have to. Mm. I'll have to keep an eye out for that because I don't mind a alcoholic ginger beer. I had a housemate once who used to brew it. I used to brew beer, and they used to brew ginger beer, and then we'd swap and you know give each other tips and pointers on how to make it better or you know taste better or more more potent or taste different for that matter. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a good one. It's not sweet. Some of them can do the um, the big box ginger beers. They're too sweet. Yeah, they are. You, you put them away like lolly water. Oh, so I, this one's really yeah. nice. I'm personally not a fan of any of those, and and those kind of put me off alcoholic or even non-alcoholic ginger beer. It's just too sweet. It you know it tastes mm, like yep. you're having syrup, you know. And yeah, I, I'm I think I prefer things a bit a little bit more bitter than that. So yeah, yep. no, good Very to cool. know. Well, I'll, I'll put I'll put a link to the in the show notes down below to them and. And a whole yep. stack of other people that you mentioned as well. So, yeah. and, uh, and Sprayton, sorry, yes, Sprayton do a do a good ginger beer. Okay, lovely. I'll um, yeah, I'll definitely link them as well. So, um, before we wrap things up, is, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners that uh, maybe you'd, you'd like to let them know about that we haven't covered? Um, no, I think we've we've covered most of it that yeah. I can think of. Um, that's yeah, if fair, you mate. want to come and check out Tassie, have a look at the my YouTube channel, Big Bert, and I'm on um, Instagram, Big underscore Bert underscore Tasmania. Um, I just do what I do and take the camera with me. I, I don't think I'm anything special, but I do live in a very special place. So um, if you turn the volume down, you don't have to listen to me, but just sit back and watch watch the beauty in front of you. I'm a I'm a lucky lucky bloke to live where I live. No, absolutely, mate. Well, I, I I like your videos, and I don't I, I leave the volume up because I like hearing what you have to say about what you're doing, and yeah. So I I think that's part of it. Don't don't cut yourself short, mate. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Fair enough. Nah, all good. Well, mate, I appreciate you being here and uh, taking the time and sharing some of your stories and, and favorite drinks and places to, to ride and eat. And yeah, and I'm looking forward to, to hopefully cross our fingers, see you on the 4th of December and um, yeah, for our, for our Who's listeners, yeah, <laughs> for, for our listeners who aren't aware or if they haven't reached that episode or, or missed it uh, 4th of December, we're doing a big meet and greet for Aussie content creators from around Australia. That's going to be at the Grey Gum Cafe. Uh, 
probably from about what 10 11 o'clock in the morning until about four in the arvo anyone's yeah yeah, anyone's welcome it's a free event and uh it's open to anyone who'd like to come and and meet some content creators who will hopefully make it from all around the country so fingers crossed and a big big shout out chris too to put a hand up to to organize it i know i know smitty had had a couple of cracks at it and and the covid circus continued to close it down and chris has grabbed it with both hands and um thanks chris appreciate what you're doing just really excited to have even got an invitation from down here so hopefully if not this one the minute that we are out and about um i'll be on my way to that one that is for sure absolutely man look forward to to meeting you in person and uh, yeah once again thanks for taking the time to to be on the show today uh thanks very much for the all righty folks that brings us to the end of another episode of bikes burgers beers you know big burt was great to hang out with it didn't feel like an interview at all it was just two mates having a couple of beers and talking absolute nonsense so uh, it was just such good fun and i really look forward to meeting big bert on the 4th of december at the gray gum cafe for our moto vloggers and content creators meet and greet fingers crossed that our border restrictions have eased to the point where big bert will be able to uh, escape out of tasmania head over the victorian border and uh, hit new south wales and hang out with us on that day and that evening So if you'd like to come along to that content creator's meet and greet, please remember it's on the 4th of December. It will be at the Grey Gum Cafe on the Putty Road. Things kick off at about 10, 11 o'clock and I'll be there as well as guests like Rog and Rochelle from Harley Throttle Juice and uh, guys like Rob from Throttle Down Under in addition to a whole bunch of other guys that some of them have already been on the show, a lot of others haven't. Uh, one in particular I can think of off the top of my head is uh, Rhodes of Oz, who was uh, involved in our sticker giveaway on Instagram a few months ago. And those stickers have now been sent off to the winner in the United States, so uh, I hope they receive them. Fingers crossed. Now, folks, I just want to say a big special thank you to all our listeners that always listen and love the show. But I also just want to say an extra special thank you to our Patreon members who make this show possible because their contributions not only help support the show, but they help improve it too. And you may notice the audio quality today has significantly improved over all of our previous episodes. And that's because I was able to use some of that money from the Patreon page to buy some new audio editing software that allows me to deliver a better show to you guys. So I hope you really enjoyed today's episode and uh, I look forward to bringing out the next one. I will let you know that on the 4th of December at the meet and greet, I will be interviewing and recording people on that day and that will be the last episode of this season of Bikes, Burgers, Beers. Hooray, we've made it to the end of season one. We will be taking a little break over the Christmas holidays and uh, probably leading up to about Australia Day where we will kick off uh, season two of Bikes, Burgers, Beers. I am in the process of already talking to new guests who are going to be on the show and I really look forward to sharing those amazing interviews with you. So fret not. We aren't going away. Now, on that note, guys and girls, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I've been Big Steph. This has been Bikes, Burgers, Beers. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, keep it twisted.